start sharing on Facebook uh, so that all you guys and my friends can actually see it. So let me just try to find uh, where is that thing? Let me go. Uh, okay, is that it? No, it isn't. Uh, sorry, guys. Just, just technology. Just give me a second. It's fine. People are allowing us to set up. Okay. Rovic. You shared it already, Rovic? Yep. Okay, the simplest is to look at your page and what you're sharing. And then I'll share it. It's weird seeing ourselves uh, on our own page. Okay. All right. So I've shared it. Well, guys. Do you want us to turn on the audio recording? Uh, it's really turned on, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, really all right. On. Great. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about dating. Thanks for waiting, guys. Right. And for those who are just joining in, well, um, if you're married, uh, well, it's just good, good information to know, like yes. myself. Uh, but if you are single, maybe just maybe you might know the statistics of how you might um, find your other half. Yeah. I'm actually very curious about this because, uh, Willie, you did most of the research on this topic. Okay. Uh, and I have a lot of questions because as someone who's uh, just coming back into into the Singapore dating pool, I'm very curious on what the statistics are. Amen. And someone's I'm sure, back in town. I'm sure a lot of people out there are also <laughs> very curious because there's a lot of different misconceptions out there on like, you know, how... Uh, both men and women in Singapore are predisposed to different dating styles. Right. Uh, so I'm very curious about all of this. Uh, and uh, Great Sage Willie. Great uh, Sage Willie, no. You, no, not at all. Yeah. Are you dating anyone, Willie? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm still dating my wife. <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice save, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's watching this right now oh, very carefully. So yeah, hey, look, there are five people right there. Yeah, I think one of them is her. So be really careful about what I'm saying on, online as well. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Well, uh, why, if, if my wife is tuning in, don't worry. There's only one guy I'm dating and that's you, all right? Okay? Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> I can vouch for it based yeah. on my... <laughs> so, how about you, Rovic? Tell me more about what you've been up to. Have you been dating around as well? Uh, well, like I said, I just moved back to Singapore. So uh, I have been going out on uh, dates from like... Actually, my parents are going to be watching this as well. So this may be the first time they, they hear about this. Oh, wow. Well, hi, hi, Uncle but, and Auntie. <laughs> but, but yes, uh, they, I use dating apps. So, so I've gone out on a couple. But uh, it's, it's been... Nothing, nothing has been concretized and nothing uh, permanent has come out of it. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. so it's, uh, I'm still in the market. If that's, I'm still in the market. Okay, yeah. that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. So haven't put a ring on it. Don't worry about it. Well, I, I just <laughs> I just came back from college, right? So like I spent so many years overseas. I'm coming back, and I realized like as a I, I'm focused more on like making friends. Okay. Now. You know what? Hey. Um. Anyway, anybody who's tuning in right now, <laughs> a shout out for Rovic. He's um. Oh he's, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He he is in the dating scene right now. Is that so, where we're going with this? Uh, yeah. So um um if for for any inquiries, you can feel free to PM directly to the SG explain site um, and be sure. sure to say uh, alias uh, Rovic so I know that I shouldn't read this right <laughs> oh, Willie you could be getting some love too oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah we'll just have to make sure your wife doesn't see it <laughs> yes okay anyway back to the topic today we're talking about dating and we're talking about the dating scene in Singapore so if you're tuning in this is our topic of discussion today and if you have anything to say about you know the dating scene in Singapore please leave a comment in uh, uh, I mean the below or something about what exactly are your experiences in dating in Singapore or uh, maybe hey yeah I got to see Rob Samuel yeah, my, dad, dad. my dad just my gave uncle. a shout out <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, what's the what's the dating scene in Singapore how have you experiencing have you been using dating apps um, uh, what's your perception of men in Singapore or maybe what's your perception of women in Singapore in the dating scene very very sensitive but interesting of course of course okay. topics I'm out of the market I'm sorry so I, I don't really need to <laughs> right but nonetheless interesting topic oh hi Rupesh thanks for tuning in <laughs> I'm actually enjoying doing the shows live I'm just gonna say because we get to actually talk to a lot of our audience members yeah. and that's one of the best things about all of this mm -hmm. uh, so okay. so let's let's dive okay. into it let's dive into it all right um, so maybe let me just go into something just to start off um, let's see let's let's go into this information right here do you know that more than 70% of singles who were or had been serious relationships said they had met their partners through friends at school or the workplace so okay. through through some kind of like yep. contextual 
like mm. somewhere where you were already going to be anyway rather right. than like at a bar or like you know in 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 some kind of like happen chance that's right that's right, right. Yeah. i was actually having a very interesting conversation with a friend today uh, and she was telling me that she could never see herself doing like a a direct pickup on someone like if she sees someone cute and then okay. walks over and and i I, I question myself, like, could I do it? Okay. Uh, but, but the reality is, yeah, it makes so much sense that you would probably find your, your significant other uh, in a place where you already have that, that mm. context, right? Mm-hmm. Right, I see. But you know, you know what? Maybe let's start with another point. I think we're jumping straight in a, a bit too quickly, but maybe this is an interesting p- uh, perspective to, to, to look at is this. Um, actually, there are more women staying single in Singapore and not getting married. Did you know that? Compared to what? Compared so, uh, more Singaporean women across all age groups, all age groups are right. staying single compared to a decade ago according to the population figures released. I'm actually not that surprised. It's it's uh, very, it, this is Singaporean, but it's very in line with what's happening in most developed economies of anyway. Right? Like, especially if you think about it, uh, more women are entering the workforce, yep. more women are able to actually uh, Build their careers mm-hmm. uh, in a way that that isn't wasn't as uh, restrictive as before. Of course, of uh, course. So there's a lot of good stuff going on. And, yeah, and but it's quite dramatic. I mean, we were looking at the figures. It says the increase was most noticeable among women aged 25 to 29. That's oh, wow. your age group, right? Right. Where the proportion of singles went up from 60.9 percent uh, in 20, 2007 to 68.1 in 2008. And I think that if you extrapolate that to 2018, that is really a big rise in the amount, amount of percentage points right. through the years as well. That, that means for every 10 uh, women, there are only three who are actually in a relationship. Correct. And maybe, you know, Rovik, just to find someone in your age group, the chances of landing someone is actually a lot lower right now because right. Women, uh, women have this preference not to uh, want to want to be attached to somebody. Right. They want to remain single. But, you know, I'm looking at the numbers from men. Mm. Uh, and ac- according to this, even amongst men, 25 to 29, uh, the numbers are up also. It, wow. From 77.5% a decade ago to 80.7% You know what year. I'm thinking? So... Because the girls don't want the guys. <laughs> yeah, but... And then they could remain single. Yeah, it seems like... Uh, a, it could be the other it's way a, it's, well. a, be. it's a very reinforcing effect, maybe. Okay. We, I, I, we don't know. But but what I am seeing is that there are 80.7% of guys okay. who are single mm-hmm. and 68.1% of women. Mm. Uh, and both those numbers have increased over the past decade. So that means... Uh, in general, there's just a lot of single people out there in our age bracket. In yeah, my of age course, bracket, of course. But but if if you ask me, I, I suppose that there seems to be a dramatic difference in the weight of the increase. I right. Mean, women, if, if we say the population is fifty men, fifty fifty percent women, right? Right. We're seeing a whole like seven percent of women not wanting to date, or right. whole, not not wanting to date, but rather rather staying single. Right. And men, uh, about maybe three percent more. Or, yeah. Yeah, or maybe less than that actually, a three percent who want to stay single. Right. Right. And I, I think that more women are staying single. That's that's kind of like a very interesting perspective as well, I think, I see from society. Right. Maybe it could be uh, equality of sexes, or maybe right. more more education for women as well, or, right. or development in society and economics as well. Right. actually play a really large part in this, like you mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think there's a lot of, of things to consider when it comes to, like, the reasons for marriage, right? Like, mm. uh, I think... At the most uh, romantic level, we mm. we all want to we all want to accept that marriage is basically two people who who want to spend the rest of their lives together, coming yeah. together. Uh, but there's also, if you think about it, a very practical reason to of get course, married. Of course, of uh, course, you get to pool your resources together. You get to access a lot of different public services in Singapore only as a married couple. Yeah. Uh, and and you know some people are realizing, hey, like maybe I don't need all of that. Uh, I just kind of want to live my own life. Um, we have oh, we have a we have an interesting perspective. Hi, Lawson. Thanks for filling in. He says, "Willie, long time no see." Hi, I know. <laughs> now, now you see me. <laughs> Good to see you as well. More often, he says, "I see more female friends getting married before male friends." Okay. Okay. And that's it. I mean, that that definitely is true with your circle of friends. But you, you know what? I I also see that um, it says that uh, the proportion of singles um, uh, uh, women right age between thirty to thirty four went up to 3.9 percentage points to 
32.8. So you actually about, that's an increase, almost like 4%. Right. Between 30 and 34. But if you compare that to men, uh, that proportion actually rose slightly, only like less than... Right, between less, zero, between less 0. 0.2. 0.2%. Right. That's like, that's like marginal. Right. So women are really, really marrying much later. Right. Yeah. It, it, more older women remain unmarried. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's exactly. what we're saying here. Yeah. Uh, I I think those are all interesting numbers. And it, it kind of reinforces the narrative that we've been told from very young about how Singapore's... Oh, I'm sorry. Actually, the, those in the same age bracket of 30 to 34 actually dropped, right? Dropped marginally down to zero point. means that men at 30 to 34 actually get married. Or more men are getting married. Right. But, but for women between age 30 to 34, actually, they're not getting married. Okay. Yeah. So so 25 to 29, both groups are not getting married at yep. a higher rate. Yeah. Uh, women are not getting married at even high, like a much higher uh, rate than, than, than as men. Exactly. Uh, but 30 to 34, uh, while the proportion of women not getting married is going up, mm. the proportion of men getting uh, not getting married is going down. Right, right. So that's, oh, that's very interesting. Um yeah, there's so many so many of things course. to unpack from all of, of course. that. I mean, I mean, there's some there's some data about what exactly are the dating attitudes as well. We are seeing that uh, people were saying that four out of ten respondents. I think this is an ST uh, survey, right? We said that uh, respondents who were single had never been in serious relationships. So four out of ten of the respondents uh, defined as dating with a view towards marriage. Right. Uh, four of them said they've never been in a serious relationship before. I've never been in a serious relationship myself. Or maybe you're feeling it at that far. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, or maybe I have and I didn't know it. <laughs> you mean we're not serious friends? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So among those not dating seriously, 42% said they prefer to leave dating to chance. I suppose, yeah, you know, you want to know, I mean, some people really want to feel that, you know, uh, you know, love is a natural progression. What's the What's the alternative to leaving dating to chance? Because I I don't really know what that means. Uh, leave dating to chance, which means that uh, I suppose it's, it's natural instead of you actively searching, like going to a I suppose going to a dating agency, right? Or maybe uh, uh, asking your friends proactively to hook you up with friends, right? Okay, maybe by chance, like oh, I, I met this person at. So to let, to let it bloom. <laughs> yeah, you know? to let it bloom, exactly. Uh, I get it. Not taking proactive steps right. to, to want to see, uh, to want to be with somebody. Yeah. Right. And, but those stats are also interesting because uh, about 83% of single millennials, so mm-hmm. people in my age group, yeah. uh, indicate that they do want to get married. Though. Right. So there, there's an increased proportion of people who are not, who are, who are staying single. But No, no, actually this is a down. So it used to be eighty three percent of millennials saying they want to get married, but now eighty six percent. So it uh, used to be eighty six, yeah. and then now it's eighty three. But oh, yeah, but okay. that number is still a high number, right? Eighty. Right, right. So basically, eight in ten people mm. do want to get married, but right. but only uh, the number of people who are who are single don't represent that intent, Mm-mm-mm. right? So so maybe there's something going on. It either could be that uh, people want to get married but don't find people compatible around them. Mm. Or, and actually we have the numbers later on, uh, or uh, they want to get married, but they don't want to get married immediately. They're just waiting uh, like mm. for their career to build up. Uh, well, it could also mean people have different ideas of what marriage is as well. Right. I mean, people have different ideologies about the, the, the importance of marriage. Right. So right. Th- there's, a, there's a survey here, right? Mm-hmm. It says, why are you not currently dating? Uh, With a view towards marriage, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this is from the Parenthood survey uh, done in 2016. Okay, pretty recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it says that the number one reason is I have not met a suitable partner yet. Okay. Right. That's fair. Th- that's my reason as well, right. actually. Like, are we it, saying that people are having more expectations about how they want to see their partner? I think that's it. Know? Maybe you just you just... You have an idea of what a compatible partner is, and right. and and those expectations. Uh, because we have dating apps, right? We have like dating services, right? I mean, with social media, it should give you an idea of how to meet people as well, or you get to see people as and well. And if you really think about it, in mm. Singapore, like mm. bringing it back to Singapore, it's even more. Uh, there's so much more of a of a downstream effect mm-hmm. if you don't marry right, <laughs> right? Because right? Right. you're That's locked true. in, you're locked into HDB. Okay. Uh, a lot of your public services, like your CPF and all, they kind of they kind of all fall into on, uh, on onto what it means to be married. Right. Uh, and so, you know, you don't want to really walk into that very very tight commitment. Of course. Uh, uh, without without having 
a good partner. Right, right. And it's, and it's not as easy as in the US, for example, where get, getting a divorce, basically, if you have your prenup, if you have everything set up, like the moment you divorce, you get a clean slate, more or less. Mm. Uh, but over here, it's not that clean. So you're saying that there could be a chance that people are not getting married because it's risky for themselves? I'm not saying it's a cause. I'm saying it's definitely an implication. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the number two chance, uh, number two reason maybe, for... Maybe we should ask the audience as well. Why do you think people are not getting married or, rid- or, or essentially less and less people are actually getting married? Right. And actually, yeah. it would be interesting. If you are a young person, uh, then, then mention that. And if you are currently married, slightly older mention that because i think there would be a diff there will be a definite difference based on on which age group you're in okay right because if you're a young person you may have certain views and if you're an older person you may think that young people are not getting married for very different reasons okay sure Fair. so i'd be very curious to see what that what those uh things are what, what do you think people are not i mean i i represent the sort of like a little older group right yeah so what do you think i mean what do you think people are not getting married I, so for me, I think people are not getting married because we want to do more stuff with our lives. Okay. Right? Like, I want to travel more and mm. I want to uh, be able to start uh, something of my own uh, okay. in terms of like maybe a business or maybe a project. Uh, and not to say that getting married will stop me from doing those things, but uh, I'm not going to actively try to make that my first priority mm-hmm. it's gonna be uh, if it happens it happens and, right and, and i'll and i hope to find right. someone that way but but i'm focusing on other goals right right and i think if you think about it back in the day uh which is you can correct me uh if i'm wrong <laughs> we're not there so far <laughs> right okay. but back in the day uh like people right out of out of college or maybe even while in college that was their next step like I, even before starting work, sometimes it'd be like, I just need to get married. Okay. Right? So... It's just a natural progression, I suppose, right, in life. Right. Mm-mm. We have options now. Right. I, I think that, at least for what I understand from, I'm married, right? Right. So, I mean, I got friends who are getting married or who are married already and have kids, right? I think one of the major considerations that prevent people from getting married today... Right. ...is economics. Okay. It's essentially, I can't afford to get married. Yeah. And there's some expectations when you get married, for example after marriage comes a child for example right? mm-hmm. and I think that that's one of the greatest deterrents which is um, paying for that home mm-hmm. paying for that um, that wedding right and then paying for that kid right that may come as well and some people skip the kids yeah but I, I think these it is it might be actually a, a, a an economic consideration as well I, I, I fully people. agree yeah and I, I think maybe that could also in part explain why people are dating a lot um, sorry, not dating, but actually getting married a lot later. Right. And as well as sometimes they're also dating a lot later as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because they could be focused on their careers. Yeah. Yeah. I they, mean, if you think about it, um, date like getting married, mm. uh, which is, you know, if you're, if you're thinking of dating, then you're also thinking of getting married mm. sometimes. And getting married also involves uh, getting your first HDB. Right. And we've talked in our HDB episode, which you can check out, uh, we've talked about the fact that there is a down payment that you need to put up and of that's, course, that's a yeah. heavy down payment yes it is so so and the prices of property on uh, on that low as yeah, well yeah so i completely recognize the economic argument and mm-hmm. all of this but i, I see there's also i mean we, we just we're just talking why are you not currently dating this is a 2016 survey right right and we have said that uh, because 71 percent say that have not met a suitable partner but what is interesting is the next line this is that for 42% of people, they said, I prefer to leave dating to chance. Right. Yeah. So they, they prefer to pair up with somebody by the idea of chance. Right. Maybe that's some, some kind of like a social uh, phenomenon that's happening. It's still happening today. Yeah. But actually, it's very interesting because there's an equally proportionate uh, response, which is, mm. I do not have many opportunities to meet potential partners. Oh, okay. So even, wow. if I, even if I don't leave it to chance... Yeah. I don't really have that many opportunities to meet potential partners. Really? Uh, because, again, if you if you look at uh, what we said before, mm-hmm. uh, it's that most people date someone uh, who's a friend, who's someone in their school or at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you exclude all of those things, yep. where do Singaporeans date? Uh, where do you find potential partners? Right. It's not like, uh, and this is very interesting, it's not like when I was in the US where you could just go to a bar 
and talking to someone at the bar was actually very socially acceptable. Of course. Uh, both from like just making friends. Right. But also like, yeah, I could meet someone who I'd be potentially interested in. Right. Uh, in Singapore, that, there's still that stigma to it. Uh, mm-hmm. And there's that very conservative attitude of, of okay, anyone who's going to be talking to me at a bar who's a stranger is probably someone I don't want to talk to. Uh, and, and I think that comes from that, that natural aversion to, 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 to... But I find that, that, that there's a very interesting perspective because Singapore is getting more liberal. Right. And, I mean, people are getting more open-minded about things. Sure. But yet, we have an increase of people who still feel this way. Not increased, but we still have a lot of people who still feel this way. And people are actually dating a lot later. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and, and an increasing thing is you have, like, uh, dating sites. Right. You have dating apps. Yeah. You have uh, dating agencies. You have more social media, more events, opportunities, and yet we still have 42% of people saying, I don't have many opportunities to meet potential partners. Right. So I, I would actually find it interesting to hear mm. what, you, what, what data you have on dating apps, actually. Mm. How, how effective are those and, and what do people think about it? In sure, Singapore. sure. Let me just pull that data out, right? Right. But it, it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, uh, <laughs> even, even we're a more connected society. Yep. Uh, um, we actually aren't that connected. <laughs> it's very difficult for people. Yeah, actually, that's yeah. true. Like, right. like true, true romantic connection, mm. right? Uh, yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, so, do you think someone going through? I mean, just yourself. I mean, uh, uh, anecdotally, yourself. Is, sure. Uh, do you think that by going through a dating app, you can find true love? Yeah, why not? Okay. There's, right. the, I mean, logically, why not? Mm-hmm. Right, because there are two people on a platform. And they both are interested. How would you feel about explaining about, let's say, to your future kids about how you met your mother? <laughs> On a dating app? It would be so normalized by then. I really don't get why That's people true. are afraid of it. That's true. Uh, it, it, it's, it used to be the case. And this is actually interesting. When I was in, in the army, mm. uh, I had a friend who met his girlfriend uh, at the club. right? But he would, for the love of God, never admit that to to anyone Man around right okay. because there was that stigma to it of like course. meeting at a club has the stigma right. of like oh like you were looking to like uh you know have fun and get and, and get drinks and yeah. then you met this guy so so maybe it's not legitimate of course right but i don't think that's true right <laughs> and it's the same with tinder right people have this idea that tinder is uh, uh, this is this is anecdotal yeah but people have that idea that tinder is basically where where people go to just find someone to like have a shot and fling with, right. or maybe it's just for purely surface level stuff. Mm. But that's changing. That's uh, true. Yeah, it's true. Hey guys, for those who are just joining in, thanks for joining in. I think today we've got lots of traffic coming in because right. a lot of people just want to talk about dating and love in Singapore. It's a very interesting yeah, conversation. Very interesting. So if you have any opinions about dating or love or the phenomenons of how people are dating in Singapore, or maybe you just want to talk about that one date you had on Tinder or any of the sites that you have, just please leave a comment so we can all benefit from your experience as well. And also we really, really like to hear your views about certain phenomena in Singapore. Why people aren't dating and why people are actually dating a lot later in life right. as well. Yeah. So back to this whole dating app thing, all right? Right. Okay, let's look at the usage of online services for dating. Okay. So this says 43% of the population or the survey population said they're comfortable with meeting a partner through an online dating website or app. Okay. More than double from nineteen percent in twenty twelve. Right. That's a good. That's a good up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so a lot of people actually go on dating apps as well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of strange that in 20, 2016's data, we are seeing that people are saying that they are finding it difficult. They they feel that they have opportunities to actually meet the other half. Right. I mean, mm. there's so many things that could be happening at mm. once. Right. But, but. And you know what? And among singles who were or had dated seriously, 13% met their partners through online channels. Oh. So there's some success as well. Yeah, right? and that number is up from 7%, 7% in, in 2012. So it's yeah. nearly doubled. Right. 43% of millennials have used an internet dating service or app at some point. And 55% of uh, know at least one couple who have met online, while 64% of millennials know at least one couple who met online, only 20% of baby boom uh, boomers do. Right. So I, I think I think there's... there's it's really an increase as well of people connecting through technology as well. Yeah. So I mean, even even amongst my friend groups, right? So when I mm. came back, uh, I remember asking a lot of my friends, like, you know, what's the update? What's, yeah. what's happening in your lives? And a lot of them said, you know, I just started dating this new person. Yeah. And a lot of them will very free, like, very freely admit 
that they met that person on a dating app. Mm. Uh, a lot of them actually coffee meets bagel, which which is uh, according to what we found out the the most reputable dating app in oh, Singapore. Okay. Right, so that means the that highest scoring service for reputation is coffee meets bagel. Right, I suppose you get more wholesome people there, or <laughs> I maybe it's just the algorithm. Are you on coffee meets bagel? I'm on coffee meets bagel. Okay, yeah, cool. All right, guys, you know what to do. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know, but but it's right because while more people know about Tinder, right, uh, there each each dating app, and this is something interesting by itself. Each dating mm. app uh, carves its own niche. Okay, right. So Tinder is very much known for you know you have the most people on it. Uh, and you'd be able mm. to to get uh, as many if you're more interested in in, in the numbers game mm. of, of dating, and that's where you go. But coffee meets bagel tends to be a lot more. There's a high bar in terms of what you need to put in. You need to sure. put it, you need to fill in more of your profile. Right. You actually need to think about how you want to talk to this person, mm. uh, and so all of that actually increases the quality. Of the match, I would say mm-hmm. uh, there are so many other apps, right? Like this Bumble, which is a dating app where the woman has to message first. Oh, okay. So that's all about that's all about setting. So it, the 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 idea is that uh, if a woman messages first, she sets the tone of the conversation mm. uh, because it's very likely that when if the male messages first, uh, that it's either going to be something sexual, something crude, uh, that, or rather, it's not that it's likely, but there is a chance. Okay. Whereas if a woman does it, uh, the 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 data shows that it's probably not going to be crude. Okay. So is so, that sexist? Is the data sexist? Uh, well, the data is data, uh, <laughs> and you can you can interrogate it all you want. But I, I think I think to move on as well from what you're saying as well. Right. I think there's a segment which says that they are embarrassed using online platforms. You yeah. know that forty percent, forty forty seven percent of millennials say that they will be embarrassed to admit that they had met their partners through online dating apps. Right. But yeah. uh, in that same paragraph, 73% of Singaporeans said that they would not think of a couple uh, they met online any differently. So so that's kind of... Yeah, so that, really... there's this idea that there's a stigma, yeah. but most Singaporeans are like, no, we don't care. <laughs> right. like you you found someone you love, good on you. Like, that's great, right? But people still feel that embarrassment, I suppose. Yeah, it, it goes back to the same idea of what we're talking about, like mm. meeting someone at a club, right? People feel like there is... A legitimate, uh, proper way to of meet someone. Meeting somebody, okay. Yeah, but there are so many ways to meet someone that you are going to build your life with, right? Okay. And and if you kind of deconstruct all of that, then it all goes down to: was this person fun? Was this person someone who shares uh, a lot of the same aspirations and right. values? And you can meet that person anywhere in the world: the club, the dating app, even in your school or workplace. Mm. The point is that you met that person. But it's interesting that uh, millennials are. Uh, have more percentage points about how they feel embarrassed than compared to baby boomers. Yeah, I found that very interesting. And <laughs> so, again, it contradicts uh, my own experiences with my friends, right? Because they were very happy to to share uh, where they met their, their significant right, others. So this is a 2017 uh, uh, study that says that millennials most embarrassed by internet dating. If you had a relationship with someone from a dating service app, would you be embarrassed to admit it? And you know what? Um, 47% of millennials say they'll be embarrassed. Right. Uh, the Generation X, which is my generation, say that uh, 31% say they'll be embarrassed and baby boomers, 34%. Wow. Yeah. And uh, how about the percentage of people who say they would not be embarrassed? Uh, so millennials say that they will not be embarrassed. It's only 53%. Right. But Generation X and baby boomers both share 66%. Right? Maybe a lot older and then you have no choice right <laughs> you can't be embarrassed of it anymore oh you realize in life shame is not helpful <laughs> of course right. maybe it's not so much on a societal thing but really it's an age thing age defined phenomenon would you say sure I mean I think I think a lot of people when they uh, so I'll speak for myself mm. right there is this uh, expectation that maybe even I put on myself right that if I am going to do anything there's a proper way to do it okay and the older you get you realize a lot of that expectation is uh hodgepodge right it doesn't Mm -hmm. really come from anywhere Mm. and you can kind of just uh do whatever you want right as long as you live by your principles and values which dating apps don't do don't corrupt you like right there's no like there's nothing to fear about about tinder or coffee maybe you're getting more urgent about wanting to 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 meet somebody and to settle down with somebody 
And therefore, everything, like, for example, you don't get any more embarrassed. It's like, oh, well, sure. I just want to meet somebody nice. I could see that. Why yeah. not? And so that's why, I, you know what? It's my happiness. It's not yours. Right. That's why I'm no longer get embarrassed. Absolutely. Yeah, it could be. But, but nonetheless, a very interesting perspective because technology seems more accessible. I mean, the, the youth, I mean, uh, we're looking at millennials. They, 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 they grew up in a generation. Your generation grew up in the with technology around you. Right. Uh, right. Uh, my Generation X was in between that, right? It was both uh, traditional old things and then later on, then also uh, living into the digital age as well. Yeah. Yeah, so so that kind of like... I, I, I also think it's interesting and, and this is something that I, I thought would be important to talk about uh, is that there is actually a resurgence and I'm, we don't have the data for it because it's quite recent. There's actually a resurgence of... Offline dating uh, uh, services. services. Mm. So uh, I know, for example, Pactor, which is like the Singaporean and Southeast Asian version of Tinder, mm. they have an offline dating counterpart called Guide Guide, for example. Mm. And they're, they're not the only ones. Okay. So there's a bunch that have, have recently found a market because there are people who, who, who maybe, you know, they've used dating apps. They realize that uh, they don't really have the the luck that they that they that they want or maybe they're not suited for for finding people on dating apps and they go on to these things um, and it's actually creating a very interesting phenomenon because um, what used to happen back in back before dating apps was that in Singapore one of the main groups organizing a lot of these events was the social development network oh yeah that's right, right? I remember those days and well. it was it was I don't know if it was ever actually called a Singapore dating network. Uh, but I remember, but the, I, I, you know, anecdotally and, and, and from my experience, I think some people felt embarrassed about going to uh, these uh, government endorsed exactly uh, uh, social social events. Right. So, but yeah. n- now what's happening is that a lot of these offline dating agencies uh, they are taking on the job that mm-hmm. that the social development network used to do, mm-hmm. like directly. Right. right. So now all these agencies, all they have to do is to just be accredited. Mm. So there's this new like stamp of uh, of trust that that the SDN Social Development Network puts on a lot of these agencies, and all that means is that they have a registry from the government that basically tracks who's single and who's not married, mm. right? Mm. And so if you go to one of these agencies uh, and they have that that stamp, what's happening is that they're basically telling you like we will make sure that whoever we put you in a room with or match you with. We're going to make sure that they are definitely also single. Of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Which to me is like, okay, like that's a very low level check. <laughs> like, right. Like I'm sure there's not a lot of like married people out there like trying to trying to get more than they want. But, it's true. But uh, that's also a very interesting thing in Singapore that we have an agency that basically does this and they, they kind of do a lot of the guidance. They kind of do a lot of the, the, the KPI setting and all of the stuff. For a lot of these offline right. dating uh, agencies to make sure that okay, are we do we have a, an overview on what the dating scene in Singapore is it's like? It's true, but you know what? The, what's interesting about this data right now is that uh, to further on, which is we have a lot of people who say we, they don't mind judging people, or rather, seventy percent of uh, singles say they don't will not think of a couple that met online any differently. Right, right. and of course, forty seven percent of them say they were embarrassed about this, but you know what? Only sixteen percent of Singaporeans or love seekers who have used internet dating would prefer to meet their future partner via online dating service again. Oh, wow. Yeah. Suggesting that internet dating services still have a long way to go before they fully shake off their stigma. Yeah, I think that that's yeah. a very interesting So, step. I mean, you may be okay to use it, but do you want to use it again to find somebody? Maybe some people say, I prefer not to right. meet somebody on an online dating platform. Uh, I think it's... Yeah. Right? I, and it, pe- it, people still want that... I suppose people still want that romantic flavor mm-hmm. to how the 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 sacred chance of meeting somebody. That's, Would you say? I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I wouldn't know exactly what to tell these people because uh, to some extent, and yeah. this is this is something I've heard people say. You know, dating either could be seen as you know you're looking for that one person. And you just have to be on that journey to find that one person. Right. On the other hand, you have people who say, oh, no, dating's just a numbers game, right? <laughs> like, the more you put yourself out there, the more likely you'll find someone that you actually like, okay. right? And I can see how both worldviews exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, which world, worldview I personally subscribe to, I, I haven't completely decided. And you know what? Both ways could go, the, uh, uh, both ways could answer this question as well. It right. could be one person saying, 
you know what? I just really want to meet somebody by the sacred chance. Right. The other person's like, if this is a statistical game, it's really tiring. Yeah. I, I, you know, there are people who do well in the numbers game, right? We have Elliot, uh, who just joined us on Instagram uh, Hi, Elliot. live. Uh, Elliot says, I'm a love guru. Oh. Uh, good, good. We do need some, some, some anecdotal evidence. Elliot, uh, yes, we need some evidence if you were to put yourself out right now there. Actually, everyone who's watching us live, would you prefer which worldview do you believe in do you believe okay. in the one person i just gotta keep looking for that one person or do you believe it's a numbers game just keep putting yourself out there keep putting yourself in dates or is it a statistical game yeah or is it something uh it's a divine romance it's a fate it's, it's a, a fate it's, it's, okay. a, it's a chance okay. of fate all right uh which do you believe in uh yeah give us your shout outs and and and, and let's see what people think okay okay sure Let's just move on, all right? Um, you know what? Let's talk about since we're on the on the topic of dating, right? And you know, do you do you have a view of wanting to get married? But some people don't want to get married as well, right? Mm-hmm. Because they may still be dating, or they be in, in a very committed relationship, right? And they might not want to date. And if you're a love guru like Elliot, uh, maybe you just want to stay a love guru for your whole life. Yeah. So it might be a different thing as he well. Say, he says he's been dating for ten years. And by certain standard, that makes him an expert. Okay. Elliot, you've been dating for 10 Bad. years? <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> Must be some Not sure. Bar- How's bar- your hit rate like? Yeah. Okay. All right. But more marriages and fewer marital dissolutions in 2017. That's very interesting, right? There are actually more marriages. And oh. Actually, there are less and fewer marital dissolutions. Wow. Right? So the these number are, of marriages- All of these statistics are confusing me now. Because there are less people dating. There are more people staying single. But then there are also more marriages? How is this working out? I'm not sure. Maybe people are getting married a lot later. Okay. Right? Oh, so, so there are more people staying single young. Yeah. But those marriages are happening. They're just happening later. It could possibly be that. But the interesting thing is that there are, there are fewer divorces. I mean, there are, there are fewer marital dissolutions. Well, okay. So it says the general marriage rate for mm. males increased from 44.4 marriages per thousand Okay. Uh, unmarried males to 45.7. So that's a small bump. Okay, um, that's great. And for females as well, it rose from 41.6 marriages per thousand to 42.8 in the same period. Right. So both are increasing uh, over time, uh, but yeah, it, it still doesn't explain why, like it doesn't give us a direct response. And I guess it, it'll be difficult to find that direct answer for mm. why, why there's still more people staying single. Younger. Well, uh, we were seeing that uh, in contrast, a total of 7,578 marriages ended in divorce in an annulment in 2017. Right. Uh, it's actually uh, uh, half a percentage uh, lower than 7,614 in 2016. Right. So I, we are actually having less divorces. Right. And we are increasing in the number of marriages. Right. It's pretty interesting, right? And, and this is a very interesting one. The, and, a number of... And this was due to... The decline in Muslim divorces, which more than offsets the slight increase in civil divorces. Oh, so it was a okay. net. It was a net decrease. Oh, so I what see. happened was that there was a slight increase in civil di- divorces, right? But Muslim divorces had a more than proportionate decline, oh. which caused a net. Okay, decline. so this is the true story. Right. Actually, there's there are more there are more civil divorces, right? But less uh, Muslim divorces, right? Right. Or rather, yeah, there was a decline. Yeah. Decline. Okay. Yeah. So that's, oh wow, that's very interesting. That's very interesting. So actually, if we look at that perspective in the civil realm, uh, in the civil marriage area, actually there are a lot more divorces today. Right. Yeah. The numbers lie. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be good to, uh, it'd be good to find out because, but then we also have an increase in the number of marriages. So maybe it, by proportion alone, maybe it might, the proportion might be the same. Mm. Interesting. Mm, mm. Right. And in the same marriage detail, uh, the number of inter-ethnic marriages. Okay. Uh, continue to increase and we, we've we seen this not just it, it used to be 16.4% 2007 right. 2017 22.1% so one wow. in five marriages are inter-ethnic wow that's pretty good right yeah uh, and that's I, a and, diversity in, in the future as well yeah and I find that interesting I, I know it's been picked up by a lot of news agencies I know Chinese mm-hmm. Asia it's like oh my god inter-ethnic marriages are happening right. to me as a minority it's again it's a statistics thing like we are the minority if you want us to Think about you know who we want to date. We've we're just used to seeing so many people. Of course. Whereas I, I think on the counterpart, uh, it is it is surprising for a lot of people because you know they're like oh like I was only 
I only knew to marry someone my own race. Mm. Uh, but but to a lot of people in a minority race, I think it's becoming just like, oh, like this is just, I grew up in a multiracial country. Right. Like right. multiracial marriages are just common sense <laughs> to mm. me. Mm. Like I could marry someone from my own race and like there's nothing stopping me from doing that, but there's also nothing stopping me from marrying someone from another oh, but, well I think that's a very encouraging thing I mean there's diversity in society as well that's yeah. exactly what we need and I think that the same thing is uh, ideas will also be merged in such a perspective right. as well I think it's great I, I will say this though and I mm-hmm. think it's worth saying in, in this podcast it's that actually in Singapore uh, it is very interesting to see how inter-ethnic marriages occur because it is not as pro- Singapore is not as progressive and and culturally um ambiguous as for example the u.s where if you are a chinese person and you marry for example someone from another race uh, it makes a bit more sense because when you're in the u.s you kind of do uh it is it is very likely that you will probably kind of be more participative in an american identity rather than your asian identity whereas in singapore you actually do have to balance both things like you do you do kind of keep your Chinese culture or your Indian culture a lot while still participating in this like mixing pot Singapore culture. And the reason mm-hmm. why I say that is like, for example, if you do get married or you do date, uh, your parents are still going to want you to, or, or rather your, your partner to kind mm-hmm. of still want to participate in a lot of their family traditions. Right. Right. right like Chinese right. New Year. Retain your heritage, they would yeah, say. Yeah, right? for example. Okay. And so, mm-hmm. so interracial marriages, inter-ethnic marriages in Singapore and inter-ethnic dating mm-hmm. in Singapore uh, is actually uh, requires the cultural participation right. uh, more than most other developed economies. I see. Right. I see. That's pretty interesting anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think definitely in the future we're going to be seeing this statistic, maybe possibly the statistics actually rise in um, in Singapore as well. I right. mean, that's that's pretty encouraging as well. As as we also see, I mean, it's good to know. I mean, there'll be there'll be some questions that come about. One one thing that off the top of my head is this. I mean, uh, if you had, if you married a Chinese girl or right. another girl or another uh, another ethnic group, what would your child be put? Uh, what would your child's race be in the IC? The IC. That's yeah. always been. <laughs> we've asked this question like I think three times in this in this podcast show, and we don't know the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we do. I think Elliot and I actually figured it out last time, uh, but 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 we'll have to check that episode out. Okay, again. sure. Maybe we have another episode on. Uh, identity right identity. yeah yeah but anyway uh, it's also the age of marriage right the median age of first time grooms was relatively stable over the last decade mm-hmm. falling to 30 years in 2017 after rising from 28, uh, 29.8 years in 2007 to 30.3 years in 2016 right so in actually uh, people are just hovering around this age right and getting older people are getting older but now they're also getting younger right and they get married uh, the median age of first time brides we're talking about girls here rose from 27.2 years in 2007 to 28.4 years in 2017 right. thus narrowing the gender age gap right so, oh wow yeah because i it was it was something i knew while growing up that you know older men marry younger women exactly yeah but if the, we don't really know what the median age means in terms of the actual age difference within right. a couple mm. but but it but could at least, be at least the yeah. median age is uh, actually uh we're seeing that possibly that uh, they are neutralizing to the same age as guys. Yeah, so closing, a, the equilibrium again. is getting much right. closer. I, I mean, uh, for example, my wife, right? She's a year younger than me. Right. So we are also dating uh, relatively about the same age as well. I, I do find this interesting mm. uh, about dating in general. Okay. Uh, when I do... So, for example, if if I hear about someone and I'm... And I... And I and it piques my interest and, and then I ask, you know, oh, like, you know... Like, tell me more about this person. Right. Uh, if the person, uh, and, and I mean that in like, oh, I'm interested to actually meet this person in, yeah. a, in, a, in a dating kind of sense, uh, normally the, the response is, oh, but she's older than you. And <laughs> my reaction is, that doesn't, I don't care, right? If she cares, maybe that's a, that's a thing. But like, to me, uh, I, like, as long as she's not like 10 years older than me, or even five years, it's still something I would think about. Mm. But like, but to me, like, if she's like one or two years older than me, I don't really care, uh, and I and I think it, it goes back to like in Singapore you, because women are having careers now, women are equally participating in the workforce. Uh, what you think about as traditional gender roles within a relationship uh, don't really stand that much anymore. Maybe it could be biological reasons as well. I mean, these are these are things that, uh, for example, a woman older who really wishes to have a child, right, and is marrying a younger younger man, 
right, would, would say that I would really want to have a child in uh, in this, uh, in maybe possibly after marriage, right, and maybe uh, it could be it could be this kind of dynamics. It might not necessarily be a, so a that, social ideological perspective, sure. but actually be a, a a more physical need that they want to achieve. Sure, and I think that's the kind of thing that you can have within a conversation, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't disqualify you from even getting into that uh, spot, which I think is what uh, what I'm hearing from a lot of conservative. Uh, minded people who basically say like, oh no, a man should always be older than a woman. Really? Okay. Yeah. okay. So I'm saying, I'm saying, those are things you have in a conversation. You know, like mm. if you, if you think that the you wanna you wanna have a kid early on and you wanna have that conversation with whoever's your partner, mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm not sure if that should be your first day conversation necessarily, but but I think in general, age difference should be something that it's a consideration, not a disqualifier. Right, okay. uh, it's the same as when you date someone who has very different hobbies from you, or who is from a different race, or mm-hmm. is from a different religion. Mm-hmm. Even more important, right. right, for a lot of people. Uh, so, so that's just my two cents. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Hey guys, you know what? Uh, we're we're gonna uh, this this episode is gonna be short, but you know what? It's really interesting about what we're finding out about dating in Singapore as well. Right. Really, really, sometimes that, that, that information almost seems to be contradicting itself, yeah. but yet it's not. There's, yeah. the, the narrative mm. is very difficult to get. And, mm. and that's very interesting because I think the whole reason why we started doing this podcast mm. was to start building narratives mm. out of all these different data points. Uh, and it goes to show that if we, uh, by putting all together all this data, can't really see a clear picture, it, it, it is difficult for a lot of people to figure it out. Right. Right? Dating in Singapore is not easy. It's right. very complex and you very difficult. Before we go, there's one more last line that we need to share about, and this is what we actually found in the study, is right. actually delaying marriage. Okay. That's something that's happening. And and I think for the data we were talking about, people getting uh, and marrying a lot older, right. people dating a lot older, mm-hmm. uh, and, and this phenomenon actually is... I think some people have left some comments, or rather the survey has actually talked about, that delaying marriage is reflective of the most developed countries. I think mm-hmm. that's something we understand, right, uh, and for people. And the main reason for delaying marriage is competing life goals. Right. And this is what the study said. Um, so uh, we have uh, Professor Pauline, a sociologist from National NUS, said that, um, she says that, such as a prolonged period in formal education and career, she adds that when you're older, you're more likely to know what you want and less likely to compromise. And therefore, sometimes when you have a life goal that you want to achieve, you definitely don't want to marry somebody who has a deferring or deferring perspective, right. or deferring life goal as you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, again, anecdotally, I would never compromise on my own values in order mm. to get married. Like, mm. I know in Singapore, it's such a, a pipeline system that you kind of have to go through. It's like, there's a standard way, you know, you go through college, you get married, you get your HTB, you work, 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 tap into your CPF, retire, right? And if you don't get married, then you can't access all of that, right? That's in, in the rest of the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but to me, I wouldn't sacrifice any of my life uh, aspirations or values just so that I can access that. Like to me, it's even more important to know who I am and to value that. And I would want that partner to, 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 to have a... a, a their own passions and their own pursuits such that you know that relationship is not something that's convenient uh like it's just convenient i mean uh, it's not just something to touch that hdb that a lot of people are trying to get it is it is primarily about two people wanting to be together and i think in singapore we still need to value that right uh like or or if you really really think a marriage of convenience is up what you want then then you do you like i'm not going to stop anyone but but like know what you want Right, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's what this this quote is saying. Mm. I, I I would I would speak from my own experience, which is some people some people get into marriages uh, without not fu- not fully knowing what, exactly what they want. Right, but they come out really uh, at the end of the day knowing exactly they, it, it just develops in time. So sometimes I would say that uh, you would, as a as a as a male as a guy sometimes, and I think even for some females as well you will need to compromise in a relationship sometimes sure. or for, for the benefit of the other. Sure. And I think, and or may, I mean, some people say accommodating, some say compromise. Sure. I think really at the end of the day, when you choose to be with somebody, uh, it's very important to, I think um, a, lot of, a lot of times when I MC a wedding, we always tell the groom uh, to say, you know, you just close one eye. Right. <laughs> now right. that you're committed, uh, if you can, close both eyes. Right. <laughs> I, and, and I think both the groom and the bride 
And I think when you're in a relationship, maybe when you when you when you choose to see the good, and sometimes you you don't want to see the bad, maybe occasionally you can't help it. Right. Um, it really makes your marriage last a little longer. Just two cents. That's that is good marriage advice, Willie. Uh, okay. really. I know I appreciate it. I think I think the place for compromise does exist and should exist within a lot of relationships, both within romantic relationships and in mm. friendships and in all kinds. But of the advice I think would be if you are dating, then. Be really, really looking for that person that you're going to settle down with because it's a big thing. Exactly. I wouldn't say be uncompromising for that pursuit. Yeah. But really, really you find that find that person that you know you can live with for the rest of your life as well. I, I, yeah. I completely agree. You know what? I, I really enjoyed today's uh, topic. It was very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. And you know, I thought we were going to end early, but you know what? It's still about an hour. We've been averaging <laughs> around 15 minutes. We've, uh, we've been, for, for all of those who are listening on our podcast, uh, we've been uh, experimenting with trying to cut our episodes much shorter because we know a lot of you guys uh, are, are listening to this on your commute to work or, or to school. And, and we appreciate the fact that those timings are not necessarily that long. Uh, if you are watching us listening to us do us a favor go on to all our platforms uh, especially facebook uh, as well as our podcast page uh, on apple podcast and mm-hmm. give us a review let us know how we're doing uh, give us some love because that helps us uh, get found by other people which is what we want to do we want more mm-hmm. singaporeans to listen to what we're saying uh, because we think that a lot of the ideas that you are contributing and that we are talking about are things that a lot of singaporeans can learn more from and, and hopefully will will add to what it means to be a singaporean definitely Right. right. Uh, definitely. Once again, this is our work of passion. For those who are curious to know, I know I have a lot of friends who ask me, "Willie, you're doing that video thing online. Right. What ex- what exactly is it all about, guys? I'm doing this because we are enjoying uh, talking about such topics. Yep. Uh, I think this is the brainchild of Rovic as well, and he really uh, wants to really inculcate uh, and really deliver this information to those uh, who don't know about a lot of things in Singapore and yeah, really, we really hidden. Kind of just take it for granted. Yeah. Exactly. We we do take it like dating and marriage yeah. and and even other topics. And if you know what, uh, guys, if you have any topics that you want to discuss and you find that it's really interesting for us to talk about, uh, please drop a comment uh, in, in our comment section. Or maybe if you have our direct uh, PMs or DMs, uh, please just feel free to leave us a note or something. Absolutely. Yeah, we really love to have you. You know what, today, I, I think it's really interesting. We've got lots of people actually uh, tuning in today. We love and, the activity. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is something that's really close to everybody's heart. Right. Dating and love. And uh, I think uh, maybe we should also look at more content such as this. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I really enjoyed myself today. Thanks, Rovic, for this time. Thanks, Willie. Yeah, and of course, definitely, thanks you, thank you guys for tuning, tuning in. Tonight. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, till next time. See, see you. Ya. Ciao.